welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome back to the Sports Buffoons Podcast. We got the full group here. It is Tanner Dawson and Jason JG over here getting a little crazy already. What's up, you guys? We already buffooneries already. What's up, guys? Good to see you once again. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little wild up in here today. It's all right. I mean, you guys got something you're sipping on, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. We have a conversation about that. So we're not doing just a sports talk today. Uh, we have some other things to talk about as well. So um, I'm sure you guys heard my podcast about my Chiefs discussion yesterday, but I'm sure you guys have some input as well as far as the Chiefs game that we just witnessed against the New England Patriots and kind of your thoughts going forward with the team and the game coming up against the Raiders this Sunday. Um, I, I was overall pretty happy with the Patriots game, even though it was an ugly win, I guess we can call it that, uh, just because I felt like we were in control of the game the entire time. So uh, your guys' opinion, I mean, what do you guys think about the Chiefs going forward and that game in general? Well, I just got to tell you that my favorite thing, and this it's not just last week, but every week, my favorite thing about watching the Chiefs games is how they spread the ball around. And, you know, they spread around to Kelsey, Tyreek, Watkins, Hardman, the Fresh Prince of Hell Air. And so I just enjoy watching that. And if if I try to compare this to the NBA, which I pretty much do with everything, um, a common strategy in the NBA is to double team the best player so he can't make plays. And you try to make the role players hit shots. And you just that's something you can't do with the Chiefs because they have no role players on that offense in their top five. So all five of their top players are just absolute studs. And so for me, if I'm playing against the Chiefs, the only defensive scheme is to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field. And it's just very difficult to do. It's easier said than done. And, you know, very few teams are going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs this year. That's very true. The the biggest thing I was thinking back, you know, everybody calls this the blueprint to beat Mahomes. Well, obviously it's not a blueprint because you didn't beat him, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the closest thing was really the Texans last year did a really good job of keeping Mahomes off the field when they won in Arrowhead. Uh, but you got to think back also to the Rams game. The other way to do that is out-shoot Mahomes in a way. And the Rams did that that one Monday night game as well, so... Uh, but, hey, my favorite thing, how about the defense, baby? Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Defense is coming to play. They've really stepped up. They're without Chris Jones. Uh, Willie Gay Jr. got his first start. He had a couple tackles. He got in that action. Uh, without Sneed as well and Breland. And our secondary still looks pretty dang good. Uh, going out there. They had a couple picks going on. Uh, Fenton looked really good. Uh, but how about Taco Charlton, guys? Taco Charlton, former first-round pick in Dallas. Uh, didn't get a lot of playing time. Eventually got cut, went to Miami, didn't do anything there. But came to the Chiefs on a great, friendly team deal, really. And he has stepped up the last couple games with Lamar and also this last one against the Patriots with some great sacks and some great gameplay. Yeah, I thought it was really great as well that Juan Thornhill finally showed up again, and we saw the the guy from last year basically come back, coming off that ACL injury because he's had a rough beginning to the season. So it was nice to see him looking back to his old form again. 
And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that, that part of the, of the game defensively. Um, now, one thing, that, like you, you pointed out here about, uh, you know, double teams, I did like that. I mean, I liked the idea the Patriots had as far as double teaming Kelsey throughout the beginning of the game. Um, but that's the thing. You, you can only do that with one guy because you're going to leave Terry Cole open. You can leave Hardman open, Watkins. All those guys did pretty decent. So, But I do like the strategy the Patriots came with. I think that actually is the correct blueprint to beating the Chiefs and slowing down Mahomes is dropping back seven or eight while you only rush four, yeah. to four or three because you don't want to blitz them. That just doesn't work. So. Or O-line's not built to push the run either. So right. our O-line is almost a pass uh, kind of line, yeah. and it's built to protect Mahomes essentially. Yeah, exactly. But that strategy will keep you in the game at least, keep you close, and I think that was Belichick's idea to begin with was just keep the game close and maybe they can get lucky at the end. Obviously, it was not that uh, situation for them. No. No, not at all. And Clyde, I think I think Clyde uh, actually finished with 65 yards rushing mm-hmm. in the end still. So, I mean, that alone is still pretty impressive for having a rough running game right now. Yeah, I mean, they'll eventually get there at some point this year. So the Clyde, I think as we've already seen, and we've seen a lot of potential with him in the receiving game as well as running game, I think he's going to end up being a great player for us throughout the season. He gets pretty consistent, so I've got to give him credit for that for sure. Yeah, so we got the Raiders coming up, guys. Is there any worry about the Raiders? Is there because they've been playing decent, but they've really fallen off the last couple of games since that Saints win. Uh, Derek Carr hasn't really looked the same. They've also been kind of beat up uh, on their team. Any concern you see going into the Raiders matchup? I don't really see any concerns. I mean, Derek Carr is angry right now. He's been talking about being feeling disrespectful or disrespected, I should say. And he's been talking about, uh, think about the rivalry between the Chiefs and Raiders. And he goes, well, there's really not much of a rivalry yeah, right like, now until we win some games. So, yeah, it's like, why are you even asking me that question? Like, I, I'm terrible against the Chiefs. So, yeah, Derek Carr, historically, has, he plays his worst games of his season every single year against the Chiefs. Um, I do like you know, Josh Jacobs quite a bit, the running back they got. And I think they're going to have a lot of issues, though, just containing the Chiefs' offense. That defense right now is just not good, and they have some injuries as well. So I, I saw a play, uh, a screen graph, as a matter of fact, where uh, they had everyone on defense was, like, clustered in the middle of the field. And then they're, all the receivers are running wide open routes. Like the, the quarterback could have thrown to any of the wide open receivers. Like their communication and scheme right now is just not on point. So, what do you think about the game, Jason? Uh, I actually have a lot of concerns about this game if I'm a Raiders fan. Uh, I've watched the spread move from 11.5 to 13 in the last 24 hours. And so, we all know the saying that good teams win and great teams cover. Uh, the Raiders have an offensive-minded coach and John Gruden. They're giving up 30 points per game. Uh, I'm still going to pick the Chiefs to cover. Uh, and the only way they don't cover is if this is like a blowout game situation and then the Raiders are just trying to catch up during garbage time and Andy Reid goes a little bit conservative. Hey, that's a good mm-hmm. point from one of our uh, followers on chats from C. Dawson, 4th uh, and 48, guys. Are we going to see oh, it again? Yeah. Are we going to see it again? That's a 48. What a historical moment that was. I loved it. Uh, I don't know if we'll see it again. I mean, it would be very entertaining. Um, that's pretty tough because that was a, an era where the, the Raiders were even way worse than they are now. So. Yeah, they were rough. Then. I don't know. Who was the court? Was, it, was that Jamarcus? I think that was the Jamarcus day. Jamarcus? It, was either, it was either Pryor or Jamarcus. Oh, that's Terrell Pryor. Yes. Yeah. Terrell Pryor was quarterback of that game. Yeah, so that, that obviously his quarterback career – not last very long and even his receiving career ended up not panning out so uh, anytime i can throw some slander at the raiders i will i'll go ahead and take some shots but <laughs> definitely 
Get, kick them while they're down, right? <laughs> so, guys, uh, another big topic that kind of came into play with a couple of firings, or potential firings, right? So Bill O'Brien got to let go of the Houston Texans finally. Look, go away. Read some books. Uh, as the GM and coach. And then, you know, I'll know that Adam Gase is pretty much going to be gone after this year, if not in the next couple of weeks. Uh, like, is there any concern about Eric Bieniemy having an opportunity at any of those any of those teams right now? Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely gone. I, I do think he's going to go to Houston. Um, but as far as if you're, if you're talking about from the Chiefs' perspective, I mean, he's going to be gone no matter what. We can go ahead and assume that. And, you know, I'm just happy for him. I hope he gets, you know, the money that he deserves. And I'm thankful that we've had him for the time that we did. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be the Texans because he can really help Deshaun Watson improve as a player. Uh, we know that coaches who are from the Andy Reid tree, the coaching tree, generally do well. And so, you know, we're just, we kind of we have to enjoy Eric Bieniemy while we have him here in Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, and the, the Chiefs are going to be okay. That's, I'm not too worried about necessarily losing a great offensive coordinator because we seem to do pretty well as far as fitting in assistance and promoting them and giving them opportunities to step in and fill that role. And it is a role, but players do respect the enemy quite a bit, and he's done a great job since he's been here. He got here as soon as Andy Reid got here in 2013 as a running backs coach. So uh, having him around for this long has been great, and he actually turned down the, an offer from CU, his uh, alma mater, to stay in the NFL and because he wanted to go for a 2021 head coaching position. So I think that there's a couple teams on the list for him. I think the New York Jets is a possibility, as well as I fully believe he should go to the Houston Texans if they give him an offer. And if the Texans are smart, that's who they should also approach as well as his enemy. So that's what I'm hoping for his sake of his career. Give him a quarterback that's already proven himself to be good, above average at least, and you can build around him at least. Yeah, we know Andy, uh, if he, when, he, when he does lose Eric Bieniemy. He'll usually promotes within the team, right? So Eric Bieniemy was quarterbacks coach. Uh, I think Kafka, Mike Kafka, is still on our squad, right? Yeah, I believe QB's so. Coach. I believe so. So he, I know last year there was talks of him replacing Eric Bieniemy, so that could be an opportunity right there. And then uh, Mike, you and I kind of talked about this, but you mentioned uh, a re- possible replacement as well with Andy Reid's uh, son. Or, yeah, yeah. Right? I, was, I was thinking about that being a possibility, yeah. Burt Reed taking over for, for that role. But um, let's keep in mind, Burt Reed's also on the defensive side, so it wouldn't really make sense to fill him in. Other than, as we think we all know, Andy likes control of the offense, and it really is his offense. It is his game plan. Basically, the coaches send in a report of what they want to work with, and Andy picks out of the three things. Here, let's, let's roll with this one. And uh, so they basically they, they do the dirty work, and then he does his own creativity to decide what to do with the play calling. Um, so anything else you guys want to add about Bieniemy? Nah, his creativeness with if he, I think he goes for Houston. I think Houston ends up giving him a pretty good offer. Um, I think his uh, his work he's done with Mahomes and the running back team here, he can really take over there, uh, especially with David Johnson in for a couple more years too. Yeah, I think they do need to improve from David Johnson, and they will. Running backs, it's one of those things you can draft them and plug them in and make it work a lot of times. So. Uh, I think they'll eventually turn that thing around once the enemy is over. But, hey, we still got, you know, how many more weeks left of the NFL season? we still got about 17 weeks left it's only total. Week five, so, man. Exactly. We're going into week five. Let's enjoy it while it's going on now. But um, we do want to say, you know, kudos to Eric, Eric Bieniemy to eventually get a job going on next year. So Exactly. Um, exactly. 
Now, something else that was kind of talked about a little bit uh, today, as a matter of fact, and has been going on for the last week or so, has been involvement with multiple players lately testing positive for COVID-19. And we know how that reflects on the league and how things have been changing. Games have been moved around. And it was pretty cool to see the Chiefs moved up to Monday night football. I'll take that. I know that's not a big deal. But there was something that I saw that did stood out, stood out to me. I'm curious what you guys think about this. But we heard this morning how Stephon Gilmore tested positive for COVID-19. And we also saw footage where we saw pictures of him hugging uh, Patrick Mahomes after the game that they just played on Monday night. So obviously Chiefs fans are very concerned about potential of Mahomes have contracted COVID-19. In fact, he's even sleeping in separate beds right now from his fiance right now. So that's, you know, something yeah. he's taking it serious. He's trying to do his best. And um, even if Mahomes admitted that he slipped up and then he was just trying to show sportsmanship with giving him a quick hug. So yeah, but it's like, it's like, how do you blame the guy? It's what you do after a football game. It's what normalcy is for these guys. Yeah. Right. You're already getting, you know, tackled and stuff hit by him. What if, what if this is a Belichick maneuver and he, he knew Stefan Gilmore was, was positive and he was trying to, Go ahead and the, give the it memes are already out there. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, knowing, knowing Belichick, he's up to some stuff. He might do it. <laughs> Get that first first round by again. He's like, hey, if we can if we can knock Mahomes off for two weeks, then you know that we could help our chances. What are your thoughts, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I just think that Mahomes was being honest, and he said that you know he had a mental lapse, and so you know he he takes it seriously. But um, I just want to know you guys' thoughts on how big of a story it would be if Patrick Mahomes actually contracts COVID-19, would this be a bigger story than the leader of the free world, Donald Trump, contracted COVID-19? Because Patrick Mahomes is the leader of the NFL. So which which story do you think is bigger? Uh, the Patrick Mahomes story would totally blow up way, way bigger than uh, President Trump right now. Yeah, it would blow up just because I think it would give the NFL kind of an awkward look as they've tried to do their best to maintain safety protocols. Uh, so I, I I don't really necessarily say it would be a bigger story than you know when Donald Trump had COVID nineteen, but I think that the, the people would be more concerned just because everyone loves Patrick Mahomes. He is the face of the NFL right now, and so uh, I think it'd be a bigger issue in the people's eyes. So yeah, the only reason I say it'd be pretty a huge story uh, is due to the fact that the way the Titans are actually taking this COVID nineteen thing that their breakout. So they were actually caught at their training facility today. When they shouldn't be there, they were caught doing stuff at the training facility, um, basically breaking NFL protocol right now. Uh, when they they're still not even how how is it that a workout can all of a sudden spread this thing within well, Tennessee? They're supposed to they're supposed to close it down, right? Yeah. So they're not supposed to be there till everybody gets cleared testing. Mm-hmm. That's just NFL protocol. What it is. I feel like a lot of teams have been doing this. We just we happen we probably to come across seen it, one that, but. Titans right now are the big names. So I think if the Titans didn't have their blow up at their facility like they did, I don't think Mahomes I think if Mahomes got it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But at this part of stage of where we're at in the NFL and that story going on, uh it could it could turn into a pretty huge deal and a target on NFL's back too. Yeah, I'm just concerned about the future of this season if we have more and more to come up and pop up over the course of the season because in the beginning, the first three weeks of the season, NFL's doing great. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had very, very minimal. There was a player here or there every once in a while, but, I mean, now we're starting to see bigger names. We're starting to see more players get affected. And uh, I'm just curious how the scheduling is going to work out down the road. Yeah, so I talked about this a little bit on my last podcast, and 
I said something along the lines that uh, the NFL bubble is basically inevitable, and it's going to happen. And the only difference is, is that it's not going to be like the NBA. So they're not going to be able to do it in one location. And so in the NBA bubble, they had several courts all on one campus. So the NFL is not going to have that option. Uh, but what they can do is have um, kind of a state stadium bubble. And so they can have their own hotels in each city. They can kind of just stay in their own city. And then they all travel together. And obviously, they're not allowed to go home and spend time with their families. That would be the only comparison to the NBA's bubble. But I think this is how it's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have everybody stay in their own city. And, you know, they go to practices in their own city and they just stay in that hotel or hotels. And that's the only way that they can really keep this thing from spreading. Uh, I mean, there are some other options out there, but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, the MLB just made it, it's practically making it through their season too. And they had a bunch of positive tests too, midway through the season. Marlins shut down. The Cardinals got shut down. There were a couple of games canceled as well throughout that. And they didn't have a full out bubble that I'm aware of like that. So I, I don't know about that. Um, I, I think if you get a couple more weeks in, you get a lot more results than yeah. You go off your, like, you stay at a hotel, this is your designated hotel, but you still travel to each other's stadium. Yeah. Um, I think that, that'd be a good idea if we continue to see a rise in cases. I can't say when it's going to happen, and ideally we would be able to get by until the playoffs. Now, yeah, but so exactly. If they get so, to the playoffs, then maybe they can So the that. MLB actually did a bubble for the playoffs, right, which was great. It's actually pretty smart to do. You do a bubble for the playoffs. Uh, so that way you know you can make it through the World Series because you already got that far. I, th- I see the NFL actually doing the same thing, kind of like the NBA did as well. Uh, for like, hey, here's your city. We're all going to play games on this field. You're staying in this area. That's what I see uh, kind of happening with the NFL once we get to that wildcard weekend. Yeah, and there's some hope, actually, as you mentioned that, about the MLB because they did start off kind of rough, and we see them obviously finishing up their season. So everything worked out for them in the long run. So – that gives me some hope for the NFL uh, as things are going on now. The things are going to work out better down the stretch of the season for the league. So um, so there's one way to combat COVID, in my opinion. So um, personally, I think drinking a little bit of liquor helps. Uh, just from my experience, I've, I've done great uh, of not being affected, even despite going to Walmart every once in a while. Um, now, what is, guys, what is your COVID drink of choice? I mean, what do you guys like to have to combat the COVID? I'm always entertaining on Jason because he has some weird names all the time. So, Well, are you ready for the top three list, or, or what are we doing here? Yeah, give me a top three okay. list. Okay. All right, so top three mixed drinks. I'm going to go with the uh, old-fashioned bourbon style. And number two, I've got the Godfather, which is scotch and amaretto. And number three, I've got the sapphire and tonic. So those are my three go-tos uh you can never go wrong actually with any of those three so what do you guys got wow Hmm. godfather i forgot about that drink of course that was the the epic one we had back in the day very good uh so i'm kind of more simple guys so obviously i I like some scotch um some whiskey but mike's favorite guys vegas bombs baby Vegas bombs. Oh, jeez. There's $5 no, bombs no, no, no. the other day. We didn't do any. 
I, I I'm telling you, there's New York bombs are really good. I heard New York. You told me that. Yeah, they use. But I'm just saying. Crown apple. Like, yeah, sure, mixed drink a little bit. You could classify it as, but I gotta go. Vegas bombs is my top. Uh, no Vegas bombs for me. I pass on those. I've so, especially experience. in Vegas. We I, just I, asked sorry. you for three mixed drinks and you gave yeah, one. Yeah, you gave one. The other two were scotch. You gave I don't whiskey. have any mixed drinks. You answer the damn question. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. I don't you have any mixed Here, you said two regular liquors, and then you said a shot. Yeah, just give me <laughs> that's some scotch, some not whiskey, not and then give me a bomb. I'm good. I'm simple. All right. Wow. Not very creative of you, Tanner. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> I, okay, so, I mean, I feel like something simple normally anyways as well. I like bourbon and Coke, stuff like that. But I do enjoy also as well whiskey sour. I think those can come in handy every once in a while when you're out somewhere. At a nice venue <laughs> back in the day <laughs> when we had venues that we could go to. Um, but my actual favorite mixed drink, if I have to really think about this. Can I guess it? Try. Uh, it'd be a, a blue. Does it start with blue? You're close. Oh, I'm close. Oh, well, then. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's basically the same thing, but it's just, I just, I enjoy a Long Island iced tea. Huh. I think those are great. I mean, it's like a little sweet, but I mean, it's got so many liquors in there. I'm just like, F me up, fam. Let's, let's do this and have two or three of those and be happy. We can just head to a favorite karaoke bar here and uh, be no problem at all. Favorite karaoke bar? No. Uh, there are certain places you want to avoid the mixed drinks around town. <laughs> We're not going to name any names, but we know where not to go. So if you guys are from a KC area, I'll tell you where not to go in the DMs if you want to hit me up. So what um, you're trying to say, Mike, is that what starts with blue and ends with M or F or? Is that the trivia That's a good one. It's also called an adios as well. Adios. Adios yeah. is a good one. So. Just get it. Just tell them you want the Adios Long Island. They'll they'll know what to do. Oh, they'll take care of you. And then I guess if okay, do you guys consider a margarita a mixed drink? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Because I freaking love margaritas. Oh my goodness. I'm just like every Friday, give me a dang margarita. Yeah, I'm like you've been on a streak too the last few Fridays uh, that you uh-huh. just craved it. Jose peppers all the way. Uh-huh. Give me the the chickens, uh, chicken and cheese stuffed jalapeno peppers. Hey, two for five house margaritas too. Like you can't beat it. It's got to be yeah. with Patron Silver though. Yeah, I don't, I don't I want mean, cheap-ass margaritas. Forget that. <laughs> yeah, you do want the good stuff. I don't mind 1800 though, if I'm going to do that, too. Uh, so, chat says uh, Bush Heavy. Bush Heavy is all you need in life. Bush Heavy, huh? Okay. It's all you need I don't know. I, I'm, right now, I'm drinking a Coors Edge, which is a has no alcohol in it. So, But it's got some good flavor, I guess, for no alcohol. I'll take it. It's a little better than water. So, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Although, you love some Bush, Tanner. That's what she said. Oh, I do. You'd love some bush. I can't. I always got to have uh, at least at least a 12-pack in the fridge just in case, you know, you get one of those nice Saturdays. You got some projects to do at home, so. Yeah, I like clean-shaven personally. But uh, so, guys, let's switch over to a little when bit of When you're talking about bush, we just need to cut it, <laughs> cut the conversation there. I don't want to hear about bush anymore. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to jump over to some fantasy talk here just for a few minutes. Um, so obviously we like to talk about as far as our surprises of the week, waiver wire pickups, stuff like that. And uh, so do you guys have any surprises for this week or anything that has surprised you so far this season? Uh, well, I will say for my biggest surprise, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Amari Cooper has shown up in weeks one through four. It's alive! It's alive! So I'm just going to go through some stats, and this is something that I have never seen before from Amari Cooper in four consecutive weeks. Ten receptions, 81 yards. Six receptions, 100 yards. Nine 
for 86 and 12 for 134. Now, he's only got one touchdown during that entire time, but when have we known Amari Cooper to be that consistent? I mean, that's the whole reason why nobody ever wants to draft him is because he's hit or miss. And so I don't know what he put in his vodka, but it's working. So uh, props to Amari Cooper, and he's the biggest surprise for me so far this season. Did you, uh, did you catch that uh, catch he had in the game last week? Oh, yeah. Was... That where he had two defenders coming in, and somehow he focused yeah. enough to catch that and that yeah, got that's, it to him? That, that's not what I expected to no. see from him. <laughs> I didn't think it was Amari Cooper to begin with, so... Well, you guys, I mean, we saw him with the Raiders. I've always liked Amari Cooper as a talent, as a player. Yeah. So I've always enjoyed him. He just, it's a matter of getting it all figured out and finally having a a great consistent year because we've always seen inconsistency with Cooper, Mm -hmm. which has been a problem. But in Dallas, he's actually done really good since he got over there. So that's very true. Yeah, I I do like him. Uh, So for myself, the surprise this year, or this last week, is uh, Robert Tunyon from Green Bay Packers tied in. Uh, I'm just going to say this title. Uh, just from rotorworld.com, said it on uh, Yahoo. Robert Tunyon goes nuclear with six for 98 and three. That's uh, at six receptions, 98 yards, and three TDs in victory. Now, mind you, this is Aaron Rodgers passing to a tight end. We don't see that very often. He had Jimmy Graham all last year. Barely, barely passed him. Barely passed him. Like, Aaron Rodgers is finding these targets out of nowhere off these practice squads essentially players and making them look great uh so look at look at uh robert to have some some more reps some more end zone looks in the red zone uh he could be a pretty big pickup for yourself yeah and i have a i have one that kind of stands out to me right now just in the way he's replacing christian mccaffrey and that is mike davis over in carolina with the panthers and the reason i bring him up is not just so much from the from the running perspective but him in the receiving game for the first time in his career, really getting involved in that way. Uh, he did have one season where he had 34 catches, but he's got 21 receptions so far on the season, really filling in the McCaffrey role the best way he can. I mean, let's be honest, his, his body size is not the same as McCaffrey as far as no. the guy's 5'9", 221. So McCaffrey's a little bit more athletic than Mike Davis, but he's doing a good job. And, and for fantasy purposes, he's been consistent as well so far. Yeah, he's, uh, you can kind of see it. When you see him run, he, he runs hard. He runs hard, and he when he's in the open field, he's a dangerous guy to be around. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a good job replacing McCaffrey at the moment, so obviously not quite as good, but uh, he surprised me so far. His, his career has not exactly gotten off to a great start. He's 27, and um, as far as production-wise, best year he ever had was 500 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Hey, so. man, it's all about making opportunity happen, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think there's something to the role in that system in Carolina that's helping him as well. I think that they're just kind of plugging him in and going, hey, you got to fill the role now and take over. So, Tanner, do you have any uh, waiver pickups that we need to discuss? Yeah, so my waiver pickup, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, guys. Um, I know quarterbacks are, you know, we're, we got Cam Newton out with the IR or for COVID. And so, yet, if you're looking for a quarterback, guys, especially with bye weeks starting up, We'll get Teddy Bridgewater to come out with some points. So the last two weeks, he's had 16. He had 29 against Arizona here. Uh, and then his future schedule coming up is Atlanta, Chicago, New Orleans, and then Atlanta again uh, before they play KC. That's a pretty good schedule to, to want some offense boost. So look at Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, guys, for your league. Yeah, I second that on Teddy. You actually stole my, my pick on there, Tanner, but... 
Um, you know, guys, this is the year of the backup quarterback, and there's so many injuries, and COVID-19 is running rampant. So you have to treat your fantasy team like a real NFL team. You have to have a backup quarterback, and this is coming from somebody who never really gave a damn about backup quarterbacks, uh, especially have- when I've got Patrick Mahomes on my team. I mean, I could care less, but COVID year, you got to have a backup, and uh, Teddy would be my first choice. Uh, for my waiver pickup, though, I'm going to go with Tim Patrick. Um, he had six receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown last week, and we all know that Cortland Sutton is not going to be coming back. And so it's basically going to be the Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy show uh, because their tight end as well got injured. And so Tim Patrick's going to be my waiver pickup of the week. Yeah, as soon as they get a consistent quarterback again, um, that he's going to continue to get a lot of reps. I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, exactly. I was actually looking down at your notes there, Jason, and we had the exact same waiver pickup for this week. So <laughs> Tim Patrick is also my guy. And the reason being, I mean, I, I, I like, stole I like his mine, body dude. He right. stole mine, right. so I stole yours. That's how it that's works. exactly how I went. Next time I'm going to go ahead of you so I can steal <laughs> your guy. But the reason I, I like Tim Patrick is just get, he's only been rostered in 12% of Yahoo leagues. So um, he went up 11% over this past week. So he's only owned in 1% leading into the week. So with the injury to, I don't exactly know how bad Noah Fant's injury is at the moment. He's actually on my team, so I should probably uh, dig in, do some research on how bad his injury is going to be, how long he's going to be out for. But and he he got carted off, right? No, he walked off. He did walk off? Okay. Yeah. He'll be back. I'm just not sure exactly how many weeks he's going to miss. But Tim Patrick's going to fill that fill a role right there. As far as a big body type of guy, he's almost the size of a tight end. He's like 6'4", 212 pounds. Sure. So that's the kind of guy you want to fill a role like that as far as not really play tight end, but play you know run some of the routes that a tight end would normally run in that situation. So Noah Fant is an injured bum. That's how we refer to these guys That's on the right show. Now, yeah. um, doesn't mean bum. that we think they're a bum personally, on a personal level, but he is an injured bum right now. Um, but going back to Teddy Bridgewater, only 34% owned guys. So go out and get him. Get your backup quarterback. Get him while he can. I like that. All right, guys, do you want to hit on some uh, picks real quick? Let's do some pickums. Let's do Just some pickums. Pick All right. Well, it's week five here. So yeah. after this week uh, for Pickums, uh, I'll have a total of mm-hmm. what we're sitting at yeah. record-wise. Just so you guys that way we know who's the biggest idiot and who's the biggest buffoon. That's right. So we'll, we'll know that. We'll, we'll keep a record score sheet Maybe up. Maybe we'll have like a medal or trophy at the end of the season. Well, I, I actually bet on the game, so I already know I'm going to win that. <laughs> so that's easy. An actual betting format's correct. I get a win at something, though. A fantasy's not working. Well, I'm pretty excited, actually, about this game coming up tomorrow night with Tampa Bay and Chicago, just because Chicago has been sneakily over there winning some games, and Tampa Bay um, is coming along well nicely now with, with Tom Brady through five touchdowns this past week. Actually, so. through six. Through six? Yeah, he had a, a one of the other team. Oh, that's right, that's right. So he threw six Total touchdowns. six touchdowns, that's pretty yeah. good. It's not bad. It's a good day for him. And I thought, here I was thinking that uh, his career was over, you yeah. know, just a few weeks ago. Is he ago. still over, Jason? Is he over? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win the game. And uh, so the Bears, though, I'm going to take the points because the Bears' defense has been limiting quarterbacks lately. So I'll take the Bears and the points in this one. Minus three and a half, yeah. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay, though. Uh, I just feel like they're the better team right now. And the Bears, 
you know, you saw kind of saw them last week, so I'll go Tampa Bay. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go Tampa Bay now that we're keeping track, Tanner, now that you warned us. So i got to make sure I <laughs> get my picks right. Um, so after that, we got kicking off, we got Carolina at Atlanta. Kind of a weird game there, obviously, with the way the Falcons play. They're 0-4. Um, I, I wish I could say I'm surprised, but that's just a weird team. That actually, they probably want to be looking at Eric Bieniemy as well. I think that's a potential uh, landing yeah, spot for him. True. So what do you guys think about this game? I'm going to go personally with I think Atlanta gets a win here finally. Uh, you got to go with Carolina, actually. They've got a, a five-game losing streak to the Falcons, and uh, I think it's time for that streak to end. So, going with Carolina. Uh, yeah, I'm going Carolina in this. I just don't believe in the Falcons anymore. They've let me down uh, too much already this season, so I'm going Carolina. All right, after that, we got one of the games of the week. we got Buffalo going to Tennessee. This would be a great game right here, and I'm going to go with Buffalo. I love what Josh Allen's doing right now, so... Um, he's got, I think, 12 touchdowns and one interception on the season. Um, I might be off there by one or two. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, I think he's just playing great right now, and I'm enjoying the way him and Diggs are connecting. So, Migo Buffalo, what do you guys think? Yeah, Buffalo's going to win the game uh, for sure. I will take Tennessee with the points, though. Eight and a half is a little bit too big of a spread for me on the road. Yeah. Oh, on my app, they don't even have points on there. Uh, if they play the game, if the Titans – could actually, you know, figure it out over there. Uh, I will go Buffalo, though. Josh Allen, uh, it'll set up a nice Chiefs-Bills matchup following Thursday. Yeah, and then also at noon we have, obviously, our Chiefs uh, playing against the Las Vegas Raiders. We talked about the game a little bit for a minute. Uh, I think we're all going Chiefs here, right? Chiefs? Yeah, Chiefs, and they're going to cover. Great teams cover. That's a big spread right there. It does get me worried, but... 13. Thirteen. Just bet. They it. could do it. Just All bet right. it. I mean, they're going to win by two touchdowns. All right. All right. And then we have another one after that. We have Arizona going to play the New York Jets. Uh, I think Arizona wins this one pretty easily. Uh, they had a little bit of a weird, rough game this past week, but uh, the Jets are just a total disaster of a team right now. So I'm not a fan of anything that they're doing. Yeah, I love this game from a betting perspective. Arizona's minus six and a half, and mm. we have uh, Joe Flacco. Did I get that right? Joe Is he starting Flacco. the game? He is starting oh, the game. Yeah, you want oh, to yeah. take Arizona to cover uh, that scenario. The yep. points just actually went up to seven. Oh, you better I, I get, in, get in there now. That's, they're going to win by ten at least. Get your yeah. bets in Cardinals, there. Cardinals easy over the Jets. There's no doubting. Joe Flacco, it doesn't matter who's starting quarterback. And then we have the Eagles offensive line going against the Steelers defense. Are you kidding me right now? A uh, fresh Steelers defense. Yeah, exactly. They're, they are in trouble over there in Philadelphia. I'm definitely going Steelers here on this one. Steelers. Steelers. After that, we got the Los Angeles Rams at the Washington team. Oh, yeah, they're the football team. That's right. Okay. So the Washington football team. Um, this is going to be interesting because, obviously, we know that they're doing a little bit of quarterback carousel right now. Alex Smith's still the backup, but um, Kyle Allen is going to be starting for the Washington football team. And uh, i got to go with the Rams, though. Yeah, I'll take the Rams. Washington has just absolutely been getting torched. And I'm going to take the Rams to cover, actually. They're minus nine. Uh, I'm going to go Rams as well. Uh, but, hey, guys, Kyle Allen's starting. But Alex Smith is number two quarterback. Alex yeah. Smith could see a snap this weekend, mm-hmm. if not the following weekend. Right. How huge is that from, like, that's huge I news. I would be nervous to watch that's that. That's actually watch-worthy. I'd be very nervous. I, I mean, of course I want to watch Alex play, but right. I'd be nervous for him. See how that you, works out. You know, if Alex Smith comes back and plays the way he used to play, Washington actually win this division. 
if you think about it. Like, yes, I, we think Dallas I don't know if win, I would say that. But He's got a lot of rust to shake off. Hey, you know, if Alex Smith yeah. can come out and play the game he plays, they could actually be in the running. So think about it. We'll have to see how things play out as the season goes on. Then we have the Ravens hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm definitely going to go Baltimore on that one. Yeah, Baltimore. Yes, the Bengals got their first win, guys, but we got to go Baltimore on this. And we got a fun one after that, the Jacksonville Jaguars at Houston Texans. So Texans over there, just they're falling apart. I kind of feel bad for Watson so much. I say this all the time, but uh, I do think that they do get a win against Jacksonville. I don't trust Jacksonville for anything, so I'm just going to go with the Texans and assume they can find a way to get a victory finally. Yeah, so the Texans are absolutely tanking right now, and this is going to be my what I like to call easy money bet of the week. And I have no idea how Houston is favored by six and a half in this. I've got Jacksonville winning the game. So just just bet on it. I mean, that's easy money, guys. Well, Jacksonville's been kind of disappointing the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I am going to go Houston because they should get their first win. They should have got it last week. Uh, but Minnesota wanted that a little bit more. So it is Houston on for me. All right. Then we got a big travel game here. Miami Dolphins going to San Francisco 49ers going all the way across the country. So the 49ers, uh, this is, they're obviously not going to be a very viable team throughout the season. Um, I don't think with all the injuries that they're going to be productive at all. And I'm going to go ahead and take the Dolphins. Yeah, I've got the Niners winning the game, but I, I definitely like the uh, spread here for Miami. San Francisco's minus 8.5. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is likely not going to play. So I will uh, take Miami. Give me the points. I'm going Miami. I just think they're playing really, actually a lot better right now than uh, the 49ers. Yeah, I agree on that for sure. Um, so after that, we got the Indianapolis Colts going to Cleveland Browns. This is a tough matchup here. I think both teams have something of quality to offer, and they're going to be in the mix. I think both of them will be in the mix towards the end of the season for wild card spots. And uh, I'm going to have to go with the Indianapolis Colts on this game. It's a close one, though. I don't know what the line is, Jason. What's the line on that game? Well, we've got Indianapolis at minus two and a half. It is now at mm. minus one and a half. Very at close. At this very moment. Very close. Therefore, I am picking Cleveland to win because now that you have Nick Chubb out, they are finally unleashing their secret weapon, OBJ. That's, they, they did actually unleash him last I'm week. taking Cleveland. Hey, uh, I'm, man. Uh, I gotta go, I'm going to go the Colts over the Browns, but I do like the fact that Kareem Hunt's going to really get the ball a, a lot more like he did last week. Uh, look for it to be a lot closer game than it should be. Yeah, it'll be close for sure. Uh, after that, we got the New York Giants going to the Dallas Cowboys. This is easily the Cowboys for me. Yeah, it's, it's Dallas all the way. Giants aren't winning a game this season. It's the Cowboys. No, they might not. <laughs> all right, then we got an interesting one, actually. The Denver Broncos going to play at New England against the Patriots. Um, this is going to be an interesting game to watch, just to see how things play out, how the Patriots react after the loss to the Chiefs. I'm definitely going to go with the Patriots here just because the Broncos are not a good team at the moment. So I think the Patriots win this game by around three points. Yeah, I think I, I think that Belichick is actually something like 65% winning percentage against the spread after a loss in his career. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen because they are minus 11, uh, but New England's easily going to win the game. Yeah, it's going to be New England. Uh, too many inconsistencies in the Broncos right now. Uh, it's going to be New England, no problem. 
Yeah, I would give the Broncos a shot if they had Drew Locke back again. Um, once that happens, maybe they'll win a few more games. And then for Sunday Night Football, we have the Minnesota Vikings at Seattle. That should be a pretty good game. I'm definitely going to take Russell Wilson and Seattle. He's playing phenomenal right now, so it's hard to bet against Seattle in any game at this moment. Yeah, Seattle all day long. They are actually 4-0 against the spread this year, so they'll cover that seven points fairly easily. Well, Vikings fans, my friends up in Minnesota, Cash, this is my upset game of the week. The Vikings are going to upset the Seahawks on Sunday night primetime. So watch for the Vikings to continue what they did last week versus the Texans and really build off of that momentum. Yeah, please don't bet on that, guys. That's just, no. his, that's just his opinion. That's not Tanner, are you just trying to, like, be I'm friends? not saying bet on it. I would never say bet on anything I say. Did, I'm just did, saying, someone, did someone pay you to make no, that decision? this is my upset game. Of the Adam week. Thielen paid Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Kirk Cousins is going to get a protection. That's all mm. I'm looking for. You're just naming names. I can name Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, yeah, well, Tyler Lockett yeah. dropped, I think, two, two or three passes last That's fine. Week. But I'm just All saying, good this ones is too. an upset. There's too much momentum going for Seattle. This is a Vikings victory on the road on Sunday Night Football. Mm. All right, Tanner, we'll hold it to you. We're going to mark that down on the sheet when we do our uh, pick em records. Don't worry, we will. All right, then on Monday Night Football, this will be a pretty good game, I think. We're going to have... Uh, the new rookie quarterback, Herbert, with the L.A. Chargers going up against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. And I think I'm going to go with the Saints here, um, but I think it's going to be a close game, and I think they're, they're going to give them a fight for sure. I go Saints by six. Yeah, I've got a closer game as well. Um, Austin Eckler is doubtful, so I'm going to take the Saints here. Uh, this is actually my game of the week on Monday Night Football. Um, I like the uh, Saints to win still. Uh, I think Michael Thomas has a chance to play this week. Uh, but with Eckler out and um, just kind of some deep, more defensive injuries on the Chargers, uh, I like the Saints and Drew Brees. Yeah, sounds good to me. And on the bye, we have the Lions and Packers, so they will be out of the mix for this week. We're no, starting off the bye week. No Lions picked this week for Jason. No. I picked the Lions. <laughs> I knew it. No, wait. <laughs> I take no. it back. Don't bet on that. Don't bet on that one? Huh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, guys, so I don't know if you watched last night the NBA game of the Heat and the, uh, the Lakers. It was pretty interesting. I thought the Heat gave themselves a great fight. Like, they, they absolutely had stuck to it the whole time. Um, I thought there was a good chance that they could pull it off, actually. But the Lakers just consistently stayed with a good enough cushion to where when the end of the game came around, Heat had to kind of push it a little bit, and it wasn't working out. So do you guys have any thoughts about the finals game? I'm interested in Jason's thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, game four, Miami just didn't have enough left in the tank. I mean, they played out of their minds in the previous game. And so uh, I just want to know you guys' game five predictions before we go any further. I actually believe Miami is just way too good of a team not to push this to a sixth game. Now, I predicted seven games before they hit all of these injuries, uh, and I'm now revising my prediction to six games. Butler is playing like a man. He almost had another triple-double in the last game, but we've got Goran Dragic. He is doubtful. Um, he's probably going to try to hobble out there. Uh, but I, I think Miami is good enough. They have enough weapons to at least get one more game out of this. I've got the Lakers in six. Yeah, I'm going – I'm revising mine to six games as well. But I do believe with Bam coming back uh, – because he came back last night. And he, he actually played really well down low. Uh, but I just think the Heat with some extra days off this week – 
because uh, usually they do every two. They got three days now. So I like I like the Heat uh, on Friday night, and then I like LeBron showing them all up on uh, what would be Sunday night to yeah. win the champ, the ship. So it, you're just you're not going to beat LeBron in this game, but you can you can push the game. You can push momentum, and the Heat are just a total team kind of game versus the Lakers who are a two-man team with some, some guys on the team. Right, so assuming that LeBron goes ahead and gets this thing done, what do you guys think this does to his legacy? Because we've kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit. I've told you guys that he is cemented into the Mount Rushmore if he wins this series. He's going to have four rings. Um, still chasing Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and Kareem, but what, what do you think this does to his legacy if he gets this done this year? Like, I, I mean, it raises him up, obviously. You get another title, you're going to get raised up in the legacy. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to naturally just by winning that title and that championship yeah. because you can't control the opponent in this case of what's happening here. Uh, so I just think you got to give him the give him the win, give him the ring, and uh, I don't know. Some, I mean, something to look at, too, like in his past championships, he's had to dominate – you know, boards, points, and all that. This this time around, he's actually dominating a game management in a way. Like, it's a total different finals team with him. Him and AD seem to click way better than Dwayne Wade or Bosh or, or, you know, any other guys he's won championships with. I just see a total different connection between those two, and that's going to be the biggest difference maker is if those two stick together. He could... They have a chance to win a couple more championships before he calls it quits. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I really, I've always thought from the beginning, I thought how great would it be if LeBron James could end up with seventh champ, seventh championship and uh, actually be better than Michael Jordan. I don't know if that's going to happen, but at the moment, uh, anything seems, seems possible for this guy, especially when you've got a guy like Anthony Davis on your team. Right, that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely think that this is going to be the final game coming up of this series. I think that the Lakers go out, win, and what would that be? That'd be a game five. Game five. So, yeah, I just I feel like it's over at this point. And the Heat gave him a good run, gave him a good fight at least, despite the injuries and despite yeah. just a little, not being as talented, honestly. Yeah, it's really what it is. It's coming down to talent at this point. But I mean, you got two dominant players who are superstars versus a team that. They, they're really balanced. They really are. But you have one dominant guy on that team, and the others are really great role players, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think if uh, Tyler Hero had maybe another year under his belt and the rest of the team was healthy, you might see a different scenario playing out right now. But you know, maybe Tyler Hero, Instagram he's only girlfriend. 20 years old. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're looking towards next year as possibly a rematch. What do you guys think about that? I, I I could see it. I could see it. If everybody kind of retains, they build up a little bit better. I could see it happen. I say no rematch, but I say the Lakers will be there again. Now, hold Giannis. On You've got Giannis, don't now, you? Now, hold on. Hold on here. <laughs> Doc Rivers is with the 76ers, mm-hmm. right? That team, Doc Rivers is going to put a new structure into that team. Mm-hmm. we got to watch for that team next year. And Joel Embiid is going to play 30 games. Maybe 28. 28 games. Maybe right. 28. All right, you heard it here first. Sixers in the finals next year. <laughs> against All right. LeBron. 
you guys have any final thoughts before we wrapped up here? We decided after we went a little over an hour last week, we kept it a little shorter for you this week. Um, you guys have anything else to want to add before we close it off here? I don't have anything right now. Yeah, I've got, I'll go ahead and do my uh, fourth favorite drink, which is hypnotic. It's another <laughs> blue drink that we haven't talked about yet on this it's episode. another blue drink. There you go. Shout out to Buffalo Trace for me in that case. <laughs> Anything with Buffalo Trace, I'll be happy with. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining in. It was so cool to be on Twitch again. And give us a follow on Twitter, at Sports Buffoons. And here on Twitch, we are Sports Buffoons 15. And check us out on YouTube, too, uh, youtube.com slash sports buffoons. I usually am about a day late posting those videos, but check them out. Uh, they are available there as well in all major uh, podcast platforms as well. Thanks for joining us, guys. We are out. We will see you all on the next one. See you guys.